now tuned in to the Meesey Muse Unplugged, a pop-up podcast variety show helping consultants along their journey to greatness with your host, management consultant, author, and blogger, Christy Lindor. Getters, welcome to the Macy Muse Unplugged Podcast Show. For episode 22, we will be doing a segment that I call Quick Wins. And if this is your first time tuning in, Quick Wins is when I have an opportunity to connect with individuals discussing ideas, products, or services to help round out your consulting toolkit. Today, we get a chance to connect with Elsa Isaac. A little bit about Elsa. She is a personal stylist, specifically for women entrepreneurs. And we actually have a conversation that is applicable to any gender. If you are looking to become a great consultant, you have to really take heed and really create a personal brand that helps you become effective in doing so. And you know what's interesting? I think image is so important. Yet it's, a, it's such an elephant in a room. No one really likes to talk about image, but I think to be a consultant, you have you know, in order to be effective, you really have to show up in a manner that helps you create a credible impression. And I think it's important to figure out how to do that in a way that makes you effective, but that's authentic to you. And so Elsa helps us you know, create some techniques and tools that you can use and take away today. I, I think what was really cool after my conversation with Elsa, I actually did a little bit of a social experiment. I, I don't like to go shopping go-getters, but I get a chance. I said, you know what, I'm gonna actually take some of her, her techniques. So I did a couple of her exercises and I took a shopping trip. So I went to you know a retail store and I actually, it was actually one of the, the more effective shopping experiences I had. I think I ended up picking a lot of you know garments and, and, and different types of outfits. Uh, and, and nailed it. And normally, I don't know if you're like me, go-getters, when I go out shopping, I feel like I'll have like all these different clothes I'll like look at and try on and then I will leave feeling frustrated and not buying anything. And I think that's why I, I typically try to stay away from shopping sometimes. I just shop online. But using some of Elsa's techniques, it actually gave me a framework. And you know, consultants love frameworks. And so this was perfect. So I think you'll find a lot of value in the, in the techniques that Elsa covers. So stay tuned for our conversation with her. In episode 23, next week, we get a chance to connect with a go-getter interested in breaking into consulting. And we have a great conversation on ways that he could really look at creating an experience and a pathway into a prestigious consulting firm. And great conversation. Stay tuned again next week just to talk about that. But, you know, for today, definitely take heed to some of the, the techniques that also talks about. And check out our website, bcnews.com, on our show notes. We've got, you know, some of her freebies and some, some tools and information that you can use to, to round out your toolkit. So with that, let's get started. So Elsa, thank you hey. again for joining us on the Meesey Muse Unplugged. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. I'm super excited. I When I heard about your services, actually, I was talking to some colleagues about doing a segment on personal branding and image. And, you know, I, I was reaching out to them and asking, like, who are some 
who are some image, you know, who are some some experts you can you guys think I should reach out to? And they unanimously re- told me you. They referred me to you. So I'm super excited to to connect with you today. So I guess let's dive in. Maybe we can start with uh, you taking a moment to introduce yourself to the go getters of the MeSee News Unplugged. Sure. My name is Elsa Isaac, and I image stylist, personal image stylist to women entrepreneurs. And I've been doing this for about, gosh, I think it's getting close to 14 years, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. So I I kind of got my start in the music industry. I did a lot of music videos and album packaging for Canadian artists. I'm Canadian in Toronto. And then I moved to New York about 11 years ago and started doing a lot of commercial work and magazine stuff and eventually wasn't really fulfilled in that industry, landed myself. It was crazy kind of how I did it. I was just kind of searching. I knew I didn't want to to do commercial styling anymore. And I thought I would have to stop styling because it wasn't fulfilling anymore. And then I, I actually found Marie Forleo, well, got on her list and took an old virtual course of hers. And that was when I kind of rerouted my skills and realize that I really want to work with real women who have real everyday challenges and I think need to be told that they are beautiful and they just need to learn how to create and cultivate a wardrobe that really reflects who they are as a person and that's what makes a woman and anybody really beautiful as long as they can own and be proud of the person they are and accurately reflect that in their clothing then I feel like that is always kind of where the intersection where women feel like themselves and feel proud and feel happy and feel beautiful. So I've been doing that for about seven years now. Can I tell you, Elsa, I think you've officially like won the coolest job ever of of one of my guests on this podcast show. As I heard you talking, I can definitely sense the passion that you have for your work. So no, I think you've you've definitely won that superlative. You have officially gotten the coolest <laughs> job we've ever had on Me Me's Unplugged. Uh, you know, you I'm mentioned not lie. it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned Marie Folio. I'm a huge fan of Marie TV and she always looks fabulous, by the way. This is awesome. So one of my first questions is you talked a little bit about from going from Toronto and then, you know, coming to New York and then kind of how you transitioned from commercial to kind of a more personalized type of styling. Maybe if you can take a step back and help us understand, like, how did you get into this line of work in the first place? Like, did you know you wanted to do it? Um, no you know, idea. did you kind of stumble? Okay. Share with no, uh, and and share with us also like what other celebrities have you styled as well? Yeah. Yeah, I had no clue what styling was. I wanted, and still do, uh, my goal was to be a designer, a clothing designer. And in the program uh, that I was in college for fashion, fashion, yeah, it was just fashion, it branched off. So in the first year, you did both design and you did both fashion marketing. So you could you know, decide what you wanted to branch off in. And as much as I wanted to design, I didn't want to sew. And there was a lot of sewing involved in the design portion of the program. So I decided to go to the marketing. We did have a little projects 
in throughout those four years or three years where some styling was involved, but it wasn't until, and I don't even think that was my first foray. I think my very first foray into styling was I was working part-time at a bank to support myself through school. A friend of mine who also worked at the bank was in the music industry and he, they would, him and his partners were doing a video for one of the artists who happened to be his best friend and was a really big artist in Canada. He came up to me one day and said, hey, we're doing this video and we really want you to style the video. And I looked at him and I was like, why? I don't know what that means. And I don't do that. Like, I'm a student. Why are you looking to me? I'm going to ruin your project. He just wouldn't let it go. And he like was like, you'll be fine. We'll walk you through it. You'll have a credit card. And I was like, he would just wouldn't take no for an answer. So I just did it and agreed to doing it. And I just remember feeling so nervous that I was just going to ruin this project. Like I had, when I say zero, I really mean zero experience and know-how. Not only did I have to style him, there was an entire band. There were extras. I think there might've been 12 people total. And I did the shopping and I remember the day of the video shoot, after each outfit I put together, someone would come up to me and comment on the outfit that so-and-so was wearing. And I was like, did he tell them to like reassure me? Or is he, is he telling these people to come up to me? I, Cause I'm like, I, this is crazy. And at the end of the day, which was a very long day, by the way, it was like a 13 hour day. He came up to me. He said, I knew you could do it. You did such an amazing job. And here's a check. And I was like, what are you like serious right now i did not like screw anything up he's like nope and that was it they ended up hiring me for a bunch of their projects after that i literally fell into it i had no idea what it was but i was really amazed that you could not know about you know kind of like a career and then i guess naturally good at it it was really it was really fulfilling to just know that someone else i don't even know how he even thought about me doing it but I'm really grateful to him because he saw something. I don't think I would have, I, I definitely don't think I'd be doing styling if it wasn't for him. I always say that, you know, when something is meant to be, it, it is truly yeah. meant to be. And it That's sounds true. so like serendipity, like how yeah. you fell into this work. I mean, but you do have a cool job. So <laughs> what? maybe um, share a couple of names of some celebrities that you've styled. Sure. I've worked with Katie Couric. I've worked with Lenny Kravitz. I've worked with actually the cast of the Cosby show. I've worked with Felicia Rashad on her own on the business side of celebrities, Kate Northrup, Chris Carr, and obviously Marie Forleo. So, you know, it's been really great. It's been really, really fun. And I mean, obviously it's hard as any business is because it's not just the glamour part that you have to manage. I've had many assistants who thought it would be all glamour and have decided otherwise after kind of seeing what it takes to be in the industry or in in the business. It's been a really amazing journey for me. Thank you for sharing uh, your background. I want to pivot and actually like, you know, my first like fundamental question, right? And I I think if, you know, if we, we think about it now, like statistically is shown, you know, there's, there's studies, there's tons of scientific research that's done that really shows that image really matters, right? So dressing well can potentially can increase your income or the longevity of your career can can impact promotions. There's like a statistics out there that say like people form a lasting impression of you within like 
0.1 of a second of meeting you. Employers now, they screen social media networks and, you know, they're seeing pictures of you. So so images, as much as people may, may feel like image doesn't matter, image really does matter. Elsa, as an expert in this space, like, why does why does like image matter in your world and and how have you seen it maybe um impact or or not impact someone's like their livelihood or career i don't know if you've got any thoughts on this i'm sure you do <laughs> i do oh yeah absolutely and i think first it's important to take away the negative stigma i think people have with image i think they think it's like a vain thing and but i also think that's mainly because people view image to be trying to live up to a certain type of image if that makes sense like i think if we view image in the sense of you personally so how can you look and feel your best your version of that not a magazine not runway like just so when you think of it that way it's not vain at all one of the things i always like to tell my clients that it affects how you perform because how you perform in what you do, whatever it is that you do in your line of work, is a direct correlation to the, your energy and how you're vibrating on that particular whatever job, day to day. And it has been scientifically proven that once if you feel like who you are and you are confident in your appearance, there's you can't help but perform optimally. That's just how it works. And so I think that being aware of that and understanding and even comparing performance to how you do when you're in your sweats and t-shirt and not that you can't wear sweats and t-shirt you absolutely can but just in terms of like really honing in on and even to speak on the sweats and t-shirt it's about selecting those pieces that still represent you no matter what article of clothing you're wearing um so it is absolutely important and I, a client actually forwarded me this great article that spoke to the importance of, of image. And it talked about, believe it or not, the Catholic church and how back in the day, I think, I don't remember, but when, when these men were out there spreading the gospel, if they had walked around in what our equivalent is now of like, let's say jeans and a t-shirt or sweatpants, there's no way people would have taken them seriously. And they knew that, that their information was absorbed differently because they seemed legitimate. They had these elaborate robes. They built these beautiful churches and they, you know, with these amazing hand stained windows, you know, like it was important to them because their message was important. And they knew that in order for people to receive the message that they needed to look like they knew what they were talking about and they delivered this information differently too. And so if you think about it in that sense, your work in the world, whatever it is that you do is important. And there are people out there that need your work, but it's important to understand that you have to be able to deliver it in a way that they can hear you. And as you know, Christy, there's so much noise in this day world of technology. There are so many people out there with businesses. There are so many people out there with Facebook accounts and Instagram accounts and Twitter accounts. And so it's kind of your job to make sure that they can resonate with you and they can hear you and they believe you. And so I always love using that example because it really, I feel like gets a point across and really makes you understand that it's not a vain thing to make 
image and how you appear, how you appear a priority for you. Today's episode is brought to you on behalf of the Misi Muse. A hundred plus selected practices, unwritten rules and habits of great consultants. A book by Christy Lindor. Written in the voice of a mentor, the Misi Muse provides insights on the unwritten rules of great consultants. A perfect read for new or aspiring consultants. Christy dives into her 15 plus years of consulting experience while sharing interviews and anecdotes from over 50 consulting partners and leaders that represents thought leadership from 80% of the top 10 consulting firms in the world. Pre-sale begins shortly. Sign up at www.macymuse.com. Right. Thank you for debunking that perception. Because I think that is, I think that's so spot on. And Elsa, I like how you mentioned, you know, the fact that image can impact your performance. I find that so true. So sometimes I know me, I work from home at at times, you know, with my role. And there's actually times when I, if I know that I have an important client meeting or I'm, you know, I'm going to be presenting, even though people may not be able to see me, I actually get dressed up and I stand. Because I noticed that I feel, you know, there's that, like you said, there's an elevated energy that I have when I'm completely dressed up and, you know, I I feel more confident and that kind of is like no longer in the way of my message, right? Because I feel like sometimes if you kind of know you're not looking your best, it comes off as a distraction and and you may not know it and you may not realize you're giving it off, but people feel it. They receive it that way and, and they don't know what it is and they may misinterpret that energy as like uncertainty well maybe you really don't know what you're talking about or you didn't do your your research or whatever it is but sometimes the root cause it has nothing to do with what you're saying or your message or what your work is it's because of your image you know I think it's so critical or your energy yeah Yeah. absolutely absolutely I think that's so critical so you kind of the points you've made are spot on um it kind of leads me to my my next question so Also, what would you say is like your definition of being well-dressed? And when I asked this question, uh, you know, I I was thinking about like, I I know me personally, image is, is, I think is important. And so I have a couple of like commandments that I personally have, you know, in terms of how I, I do things. So for example, I think I was mentioning to you earlier, I never like like leave the house and don't have like my hair or my nails done. Like that is... I, that was something that. like I did with my mom actually drilled that in me. She actually used to say, I want to make sure you don't leave the house with it without a set of pearls. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I always make sure like, even if I'm like going up the street, just going to the supermarket, I always yeah. make sure those two fundamental things are done. So for me, that's my kind of baseline for well-dressed and you know, I've a couple other things, but that like, that's like my mandatories. I would love to hear kind of like, what are your kind of definitions of well-dressed? And I love that you mentioned that because that's going to look different for everybody. I love that you mentioned that what yours are and how, you know, that those two things alone make you feel put together. It's so funny because I, there's plenty of days when I, the last thing I want to do is do my hair and I just throw on a head wrap because it's quick and it's easy and it's stylish for me. And it's part of my signature that I call those things your signature, which I love. But I actually start with basics in terms of put together, because once you have mastered the basics, 
the fundamentals, I, I call them, of styling. It doesn't matter what you put together or what, what are the rules of... You mean like the definition of being a well-dressed? Well-dressed. That was the, the phrasing you used. So it starts before the clothing. And I always, 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 this is like the top thing is to know your body shape. Most women are in denial or don't want to know or whatever, but it starts with first knowing your body shape. Then it's coming up with three words that describe how you want your clothes to make you feel. If you're like jotting this down and you come up with more words, I would say get all the words that are in your head out on a piece of paper and then narrow them, keep narrowing them down until you end up with three. And then create a visual board, whether it be on Pinterest or in real life, of style images that inspire you in some way. It doesn't have to be a complete look. It doesn't have to be the model. The model doesn't have to have your body shape. The model doesn't have to look like you. But things that you are drawn to and attracted to, pin those things or post those things, paste those things on a board. And look at what patterns have formed in the pictures that you have selected. Use all of those things as filter questions when you are picking out a garment, whether that be in your current closet or whether you're out in the store shopping for new garments. And the reason for this is because if you are not dressing for you, right, with you in mind first, forget trends, forget trying to look apart, whether it be in your corporate office or, you know, trying to fit in somewhere, signature style, true like incredible signature style starts with the inside out. So these filter questions help you focus on you first. And what happens is you end up being so hypercritical of of clothing that you're only choosing the things that really resonate with you. And once you start to curate and start attaining clothing that has passed these filter questions, it doesn't matter what you put on or how you throw it together, really and truly. They end up being these this versatile wardrobe of items that really resonate with who you are. And so my definition of well-dressed is dressing for who you are, dressing and, and representing the, the best part of you. And those three steps help you get there and help you first edit your closet. That's the only items that should remain, should pass. And answer yes to at least two of the three questions, two of the three describing words, and everything else. The the body shape should be spot on, and it should absolutely inspire and be similar to the visual curated images that you have developed. Because that will all guide you and not distract you. Because I know that's a huge issue with a lot of people, is they get so distracted by the sale peer pressure or by whatever. This will really help guide you to really stay focused on what matters and what resonates with you because that really is the difference. That is such a great technique. I'm going to have to listen to this one more time to like make sure I've got this down because I, I actually think I'm going to do that. So thank you, Elsa. That's, yeah. that's really helpful. Never evaluated like my style, my image style yeah. from that perspective, but I think it it makes a lot of sense to go back and see the style patterns, the words, and then like, what's the themes that's coming? I mean, that's such a, like, and, and like consulting, that's such a consultee's type of way to, to look at it. So, so thank you yeah. for that. It, and that's, that's actually, that's part of the reason I think that people are so frustrated with style. Cause I think for whatever reason, a lot of us assume that it should just come naturally, but it's just like with anything, like, you know, 
you have to create a space for it, time and space for it to be a priority for you. So those things help you kind of give some thought into it and, and not just blindly purchase and regret later or blindly purchase and you never wear it or you blindly purchase and you're totally uncomfortable with it. So this, this really helps you focus on what you're doing and why you're doing it. And if right. you're not doing it for the right reasons, walk away. And I always say, you will say no to more garments than you will say yes to. And that is totally okay because it's your job to filter the, I mean, I can't even tell you the multitude of designers out there who are trying to vie for your attention. Their job is to sell clothes. Your job is to discern the clothes specifically made for your body. It's okay that you say no to 80% of it. That's, that's a All good right. thing. You have some really good rules of thumb. <laughs> and, you know, kind of just like a, a follow-up question to that. You know, you talked a little bit about like your definition and, and dressing for your style. I had a, a mentee, I was having a conversation. I think this was actually a couple months ago where a, a mentee of mine, um, she feels, you know, she works in a, in a work environment where people are, are for the most part, jean casual-esque, sometimes business casual, but it's a blend. And she, her style, she prefers to stay dressed. Like she prefers to stay like more dressed up. And she kind of sometimes get teased by her team members because they feel like she's a little overdressed. What would be some advice you would give her Elsa? Like she's, you know, she, her, her personal style, she likes to be overdressed, but she's in an environment where that's kind of not the lay of the land. Right. So like, what would you say? Like, how can she still be effective? You know, we talked about energy. How can she still be effective, you know, without compromising, like, kind of her, her, the dynamics of her team? My instinct is to be, like, continue to do you, boo. Like, I think that's great. (laughs) Like, she, you know, like, if she understands that she feels best in the type of clothing that she feels best in, I'm assuming that it's because she, that's, she's performing also. It, It helps her perform at her optimal level. And so I don't think she should change it unless she's being asked to, it's a, such a totally personal, individualized, you know, thing style. So unless I were to work, if I were to see her and unless she wanted to change something about it, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't advise her because if she feels empowered and confident and driven and all these, all the things that, you know, the reason why we dress, the reason why we want to feel how we want to feel in our clothes, if she's feeling them already, I don't know that I would change that because then I feel like I'd be imposing, you know, kind of philosophies or whatever. I don't even know what, and I guess in her case would be in trying to fit into, and I guess it would be a different question if she was dressed down. So I know I'm not answering your question exactly, but it's honestly how I would approach the situation. If she says yes, I would like a down, a dress down version of this. Then we'd look at a lot of, you know, it could be, again, I don't know how she dresses now exactly, but it could be, you know, just throwing out an example here. Maybe she could continue to wear dress pants and dress skirts, but maybe we could, I would do something like maybe a t-shirt, like a a really well-tailored t-shirt, or maybe like a metallic t-shirt. Or maybe like a different textured t-shirt to just bring it down some and maybe lose a blazer. Maybe use a leather jacket or a leather blazer in place of a regular blazer. So there's so many different ways to create a feeling, if that makes sense, as long as it still remains 
authentic to who you are. I think that that's fair advice. I, I like the create feeling. Clothes can ev- evoke emotion, you know, yeah. whether we realize it or not. So, you know, I think, you know, go-getters, as you're hearing kind of Elsa give her her thoughts, kind of think about what that means for you in, in your particular environments. Creating a feeling, curating the image, projecting that energy. I mean, these are kind of basics. It doesn't cost, a, you know, doesn't cost a lot to like, to think about these things and then to put them into action. So my next question for you is, as an expert, like what are some of your top fashion no-nos? I would say my biggest one would probably be fit. Anything ill-fitting. This can mean anything that's too tight, anything that's too baggy. If there's like a button missing, like things like that. Anything that has to do with fit, I feel like really kind of ruins everything, right? Because I think you and I would agree. If you were to spend, you could spend $1,000, let's say, on a dress. If that dress does not fit you perfectly or well, it looks like it's, a $50 dress, it doesn't matter, or maybe even less. It's, it's really important to look for the details that are built and created to make a garment fit well, and to not be so hung up on a number. In terms of size, I think it's just so, first of all, they range dramatically from one designer to another. They range dramatically sometimes within one designer. I've seen this happen all the time. And so just look for what fits and pay attention to the details because the details really matter. I have this freebie that I created because I really wanted, I know that not everyone can afford. And honestly, I don't think you need to have an entirely expensive wardrobe. I am a big fan of mixing high and low, but I wanted to, I'm probably a queen of showing up in a garment that's from H&M that nobody believes is from H&M. And so I just wanted to help people discern how to look for those little things that really differentiates a well-made garment from an unwell-made garment, regardless of price. And so you'd be surprised how you can curate a wardrobe that's less expensive than you would believe it was just by paying attention to all the small details in, in a garment that, again, takes a little bit more time, but in the long run, it just is it's going to make you happier, happier and you're going to have a wardrobe that you're excited and a closet full of clothes that you're excited to go and look at every day. I can't personally wait to get a hold of your freebie. I, I will definitely be adding it to my toolkit and taking a look at it. So um, yeah. hopefully if you can, you can share the link, we'll, we'll share it in our show notes, go-getters, uh, so that yeah. you can get your hands on this freebie as well. So thank you for, for sharing that. This is such a, a great conversation. I don't know if you've got any kind of last thoughts or remarks on dressing up and image and, and personal branding, you know, from a, kind of a consulting perspective. Any, any last tips you want to share? Yeah, I think one of the things that also I really love to tell my clients is before you go out shopping, because I think that's where people's minds go first and foremost when they're frustrated with their wardrobe is start with what you have, start with your closet and apply those three elements that we talked about earlier. You know, does it suit my body shape? Does it make me feel at least two of my three describing words? And is it on my inspiration board? Is it something that I am drawn to and that I love? If you apply these things to what's currently in your wardrobe, 
Try everything on in front of a full-length mirror. Give yourself a two-hour block of time on a weekend or whatever day that you have two hours to just relax and enjoy the process. And just go through everything and, and pay attention to how you feel and ask yourself, why haven't I worn this? Is it the fabric? Is it because it doesn't fit well? And be really discerning and give away what isn't working. Create a pile for anything that needs to be altered if that if that is the, the solution for the garment. Hopefully you'll be left with really the pieces, the key pieces in your closet that you that you currently love and use that to build, I guess, an additional in addition to it. Create, you know, to, to shop for things that maybe will fill gaps in the current wardrobe that in your current closet. So uh, I always say, look at what you have first before you go out and attain a whole bunch. Spend all this money on new clothing because it really is, it helps you. It's kind of practice for when you actually do go shopping. And it, you'll be so surprised at what you discover about yourself and what you what you actually feel good in. Love it. One thing that I've done in the last couple of years, I didn't really know the power, Elsa, of tailors, honestly, yes. until my wedding. You know, I had to have my, my dress put in and she actually, you know, for services, she, it was actually inexpensive given kind of the impact, right? Not yeah. only, you know, my wedding dress, but I ended up having her do other articles of clothing. It's like now she's part of like my toolkit now. So I know if there's certain things I buy, I go to her. It's inexpensive, but finding a good tailor is, yes. an, is an important contact that should be in your cell phone go-getters. If you are serious about building a personal brand, serious about your craft as a consultant, getting a tailor, I mean, it'll be like one of the best things you've ever done, I, I think, I'm personally. So, so you, you just you reminded that. you just reminded me of that, Elsa, when you were saying that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you highlighted that point because you are absolutely right. It is literally, really, it makes such a difference. And one of the things I say often is don't expect things to fit you off the rack instantly. Like if you do find that, consider that like winning the lottery because it's really common for things not to fit you because again, these designers are creating garments to fit as many different body shapes as possible. So don't take it personally. Don't be upset. This is, has nothing to do with your body shape. You are perfect as you are, but a tailor will help just eliminate a lot of that stress that we do have when we're in the dressing room so if you need to size up and then tailor down do that consider that when you're purchasing the cost you know when you're purchasing something consider the cost of a tailor uh before you do purchase and maybe i always like to just buy it and take it to a tailor see how much it will cost if it's too much then i can return the item but yes i'm so glad you highlighted that christy because it really really is a huge it's a game changer for sure I'm curious, um, Elsa, how you would pick a tailor. So I know when I picked my, um, you know, my, that. <laughs> I was going to say when, when I picked my, what I'll, I'll share me with my story. I picked my yeah. wedding tailor but from Yelp. So I just, yeah. I kind of Googled best tailors and then I read the reviews and then I was like, well, she's got so many great reviews. And then I asked a couple people and so it was kind of between offline and online recommendations. I found her, but for other people out there, like what are, what are some other ways you found like really kind of jewel uh, tailors? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think Yelp is a really great resource. I will say if people are taking, I love that you mentioned that because it's true. If people are taking wedding dresses to a tailor, 
that usually means they're really well skilled. It's not easy to tailor wedding dresses, especially the complicated fabrics and beading and design and all that. That's a, that's always a good sign, but I always like to start if it's a new tailor, I always like to give them something simple, whether it's a jean hem or a pant hem, just something simple and then just examine the stitching and how well they've done on that and then I would say you could move up to something a little more complicated. And sometimes if you're like you could do that between two tailors, maybe you just kind of take two different garments to each and and assess so just kind of start with something small, just to take a look at how their their craftsmanship is, and then it, you know add to that Yelp. I think it's kind of like the best way to to choose. And of course, if you know someone personally, obviously personal referrals are always great. Well, this was fabulous, Elsa. So happy to have you join us today. Can you maybe share how people can get a hold of you if they're interested in connecting with you online? Yeah, I well, I have my elsaisaac.com site. I have tons of resources on there. I have a body shape calculator where you can enter your measurements and it'll let you know what your body shape is, as well as, you know, just a ton of resources on how to help you. There's also guides to help you dress for your body shape, whatever that may be. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, and I am Elsa Isaac on all of them. Well, this was fabulous, Elsa. We will also, um, Go-Getters, we'll post all the links on our website so you can check her out. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. This was such a fun conversation. I hope that your Go-Getters, is that what you call them? Yeah. <laughs> your Go-Getters really, really enjoy listening as much as I had fun chatting and, and hanging out with you. Yeah, I think so. For sure. You like you gave so many like really actionable techniques and toolkits. I mean, this is actually what the show this segment is all about. So you've nailed it. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so so um, thank you, uh, Elsa. And thank you, my go getters for tuning in today. This is Christy Lindor signing out for the Misi Muse Unplugged pop up podcast. Here's to your journey to greatness. Tune in every Friday for new episodes syndicated on iTunes, Google Play Music, and many more. Visit www.misimuse.com for more information.